this already? <laughs> I know, dude. After last week, I got toasted dude. last week. Now this week, I'm like, man, I should probably take it easy. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even string a couple and, sentences and, and, together. And the prior week to that, we were like, we were uh, muling it up. Yeah. Yep. We got to slow down. <laughs> yeah, we don't have anyone here to cut you off. Like, <laughs> like, we're just like, woo, Tuesday morning drunks. <laughs> it's so much fun. Blasted by 10 a.m. I, yeah, right. Tuesday I, drinking. When I go back and edit the podcast, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm slurring my words Slurred. so bad. <laughs> the following podcast may contain adult language and an abundance of salt. So get ready, nerds, because we're talking awesomely bad sequels. Welcome and thank you for joining us on the Salty Nerd Podcast. I'm your host, the Salty Nerd. In today's episode, we're going to be discussing awesomely bad sequels or sequels that are underrated because they're so freaking good. Kind of. And I'm joined, as always, by my fantastic panel of nerds, starting with the barbarian space viking, Matt Vader. Hello, my friend. What's up, buddy? I'm good. <laughs> How are you today? Good. I'm also joined by the ambassador of estrogen and firecracker herself, Jude. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you this morning? Good. Your hair is looking very... Scarlet Witch. Oh, yeah? Oh. I'm digging it. You're welcome. <laughs> quit, quit flirting. Last but I just complimented her hair. <laughs> <laughs> last but not least, producer of the show, hardest working nerd on the planet, on Earthman Jack's planet, Matthew Kadish. Whatever planet I might happen to be. <laughs> the ghost planet. <clears throat> yeah. Well, thanks for having me on the show and somewhat respecting my opinion. <laughs> oh, for f- that's what we do. Goodness sake. We respect each other's opinions. Did I always respect your opinion? I swore it like I swore at you last week. I don't, yeah, I remember. I didn't. She's not gonna <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't remember doing that. You swore at him? I did. Oh, he got very I got animated very upset. during the Boondock Saints. Uh, oh, you yeah. sure did. Yeah, yeah but yeah. he was he, Yeah. It was like the last show that the last um movie that we we yeah. talked about that day and you were really drunk. Yeah. Okay. It gets spicy when you're drunk. I know. I have no filter. Well, Do you get like different kinds of drunk depending on what you're drinking? I don't know because I only really drink whiskey. Okay. So it's hard to tell. Well, sometimes you drink mules and that's vodka. This is true. What did we, I put whiskey we got in flirty mules. with mules. Mules make flirty. We did get flirty with mules. Yeah. Okay. Well, he did. Enough fluff. <laughs> <laughs> the first movie on our list is Predator 2. Uh, but before we dive into it, a quick word from our sponsors. Oh, we could, we could fly. This is your summer. That means Six Flags in the taste of an ice-cold Coca-Cola. We're talking thrilling coasters, delicious burgers, real moments together, and this. Coke is summer refreshment when you need it most, so you can hop on another ride or race down a slide at the water park. Six Flags and Coca-Cola. Come make it yours. Visit SixFlags.com slash Coke to save up to $20 on passes, plus daily tickets starting at $34.99. All right, welcome back, everybody. Hey, if you want to support the podcast, go to saltynerdclub.com, become a Patreon. You get exclusive access to all kinds of cool stuff. Please help us to uh, grow the brand, grow the podcast. There is a new $3 tier that you can get in on the entry level and uh, get access to some awesome, cool content. Who's going to be the first $3 patron? I don't know. We'll find out. If you're the first $3 patron, <laughs> shout out to you. All right, let's get into this. Predator 2. Jude, do you have the synopsis I for sure us? I sure do. Awesome. Hit me. Not literally. <clears throat> Don't test me. <laughs> 1990 Predator 2, rated R, with a runtime of one hour, 48 minutes. Had a budget of $35 million. What do you think it brought in? 
Um, I'm going to say 45. 45 okay. million. Okay, Vader. 70. Gatish, you already know, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. 57 million. Mm. So right, right in between your two guesses. Nice. Good for you. All right. So here's the synopsis. Danny... Oh, I thought, <laughs> I thought he was coughing. <clears throat> Danny Glover, Bill Paxton, Gary Busey, and Adam Baldwin are all cops. It's the near future of 1997, and the Predator has come back to Earth, this time to the drug war streets of L.A. There's a giant spaceship parked in the subway that no one can notice, and literally everyone has a gun. The alien learns to say, Do you want some candy? <laughs> and this is... <laughs> In this sequel to Arnold Schwarzenegger's Predator, there's voodoo, drugs, a surprise pregnancy, guns with lasers, gang members, and fashion. <laughs> this movie is a goddamn masterpiece. It's, a great, okay. it's great. It's fantastic. Oh my god, are you guys kidding? I could not ask for anything else. <laughs> this is a mess. Jude was surprised at how much she liked this uh, movie. I've god. never seen this before. Neither have I. And... I mean, I've seen Predator before, and, yeah. and then I've seen the remake, and that was a disaster. So I was really dreading watching this. And in fact, when you guys pitched this, I was like, <laughs> um, But like watching this, I was like, wait a second. <laughs> Hold the phone. <laughs> this is a delight. Everybody in this show deserves an Oscar. Oh, yeah. Especially Maria Conchito Alonso. She was awesome in this movie. Mm-hmm. And she was in um, <laughs> Running Man. Yeah. Kicking our ass, man! <laughs> They're kicking our ass, man! <laughs> and I, I love how, so like this was made in, th- this is technically an 80s movie because it was made yeah. in 89, it was re- released in 90, but everyone in 1997 is wearing these like zoot suits, like, <laughs> you know, like uh, early 90s kind of baggy um, sports coats and suits and stuff like that. It, yeah, it's honestly, so ridiculous. as soon as they said it's 1997, it went completely out of, out of my head. Like, it didn't matter. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's kind of funny how, like, all the 80s movies, when they wanted to do a dystopian future, they said it in 1997. Yeah. So 10 years ahead. Yeah. Ooh, things are going to be so <laughs> different, you guys. But, but, I mean, Escape from New York, 1997. Okay. We watched a lot of movies that t- t- take place in 1997. And it's always L.A., and it's always a shithole. It's like, well, they got that perfect. Yeah. Have you been to LA lately? Nailed it. <laughs> I've seen the videos. It's, it's not good. Yeah, it's not great there. The, the most unrealistic realistic part about this movie is the fact that, you know, LA doesn't have stringent gun control laws <laughs> <laughs> in 1997. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this movie. When I was watching it, I kind of felt like it had a severe case of sequelitis. Like they went bigger and badder with everything and they went so over the top with the characters and the the I mean the Jamaican drug lords and just the shootouts and everybody what, what in this movie. This what was King Willie? King Wait, Willie. King Willie, man. <laughs> okay, go see King but Willie. here's what I love about like when. So this is like exactly the genre that I like: awesomely bad, mm-hmm. something yeah. that's ridiculous. And what I what I really appreciate in a movie that's like this level bad is that everything across the board is equally ridiculous. And like we've talked about it before, like I like to be able to invest in something. So I, I need to be able to trust what to expect. And with this, 100%, <laughs> like I knew everything was going to be absurd. Yeah. And I loved it. This was a, a B movie with a big budget. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Give definitely. me more of yeah. that. <laughs> Give me more Gary Busey. Absolutely. I need a oh. shirt. Give me more. Okay. Give me more Gary Busey. <laughs> I, I'm, Where I'm, are you, Gary Busey? I need more of you in my life. Uh, I, I, I didn't like it. I, I didn't have I didn't have as much fun with this one because everybody was just screaming. No desert. Yeah. 
Everybody was screaming. No, <laughs> no desert. No mummies. Yeah. No. There's no Raiders no of the Lost Ark. No treasure. <laughs> no guy with a fedora. There. Well, there was only one child in it. Hey, uh, didn't didn't Danny Glover wear a fedora? He did point? wear a fedora, yeah. didn't he? Yeah, he did. Oh, yeah. He got all fancied up. <laughs> After he got it out of the hot box of that that car that yeah. needed the chandelier. Oh yeah. my god, that's right. Yeah, he's like that, guys. Ca- that car was straight out of Escape from uh, New York. New, New York. York, yeah, it was, huh? Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of Escape from New York kind of vibes to this movie. Well, you know, it's funny. So, like, um, they wanted to bring back John McTiernan and Arnold Schwarzenegger for this movie um, because of the first Predator classic, and um, John McTiernan. Uh, had committed to doing the hunt for Red October. And so he wasn't available to do the sequel to, to predator. So they, they were rushing the sequel out. And so they hired a director named Stephen Hopkins, um, who, uh, he had just finished this nightmare on Elm street movie. I think it was either three or four. Which one's the, the dream warriors. That's three. That's three. Okay. So he had just finished. Um, yes, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he had, he had just finished, Nightmare on Elm Street, The Dream Warriors, the one with Patricia Arquette, where like the teens fight back against Freddy. And uh, so he was kind of like a hot commodity at this point because, you know, the movie had done really well. And this was like his first big budget, like action type movie. Mm-hmm. And and he's one of those guys. He went on to do Lost in Space, the, the movie version, and a couple other um, kind of run-of-the-mill action films. Um, but uh, he had basically, um, th- th- this film got a, the first NC 17 rating for gore and violence um, because like he just went full balls to the wall. Like, I, I don't give a fuck, <laughs> you know, like, Oh yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going to show the gore, the blood and gore and intestines. That's the only thing I liked about this movie and the, and the, was how hard they went. <laughs> like the people hanging from rafters, naked, bloody. I'm like, Oh, oh man. Yeah. The, the thing that always bugged me about this movie though was Danny Glover. Like I just did not buy him as the lead because when I was a kid, I actually read the comic book that this movie was based on. It was called uh, predator, uh, urban jungle, something mm-hmm. like that. And, uh, basically it was, it was such a good comic book. It like blew my mind. Like it was, it was like very adult. It was hardcore. It almost reminded me of like a Frank Miller style comic. And, uh, in that comic book, like they had like the subway scene that they have in this movie, but it was like way cooler in the, in the comic. Did everyone on the subway have a gun? Yeah. Pretty much. Awesome. <laughs> um, but the, uh, the interesting thing about this is that they were trying to court Arnold Schwarzenegger to come back. And in the original script, um, it was basically Danny Glover's cop, but it was like a younger cop type guy teamed up with Arnold Schwarzenegger's character, Dutch and Dutch was actually Gary Busey's character in this movie. Oh, okay. And hmm. so when Arnold Schwarzenegger, this, first of all, he hated the script and he hated the director <laughs> and, and he wanted to go and do kindergarten cop instead. So oh he went gosh. to do kindergarten. Hey, cop. that's a great movie. Yeah. So. <laughs> so he went to do kindergarten cop and they brought in Gary Busey because, um, Joel Silver, um, produced this. He's the guy who did all the, um, lethal weapon movies. And so because he just had a relationship with Danny Glover and Gary Busey and all these like lethal weapon guys, he just stuck him in this movie. He was like, I can get us some guys. <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty <laughs> don't much. worry. We don't even need Arnold. I got some guys. <laughs> but, Gary Busey. But, but, I'm going to bring you. Gary Busey. Wow. Where do oh, I sign? Bill Paxton. <laughs> but Gary, Gary Busey's character in this movie was originally supposed to be Dutch. And so Gary Busey came on and they, they rewrote. And he Buseyed it up. Yeah. They rewrote the character to Taylor for, uh, I think his name's Keys. Is that right? Yeah. And what's funny is that um, the character that Gary Busey's son, Jake Busey, plays in the movie The Predator, 
um, is the son of the character in this movie, Keys, oh, as well. I didn't, I didn't know, know that. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. The yeah. Predator that, universe. Is that yeah. the new one with the lady Predator? Yeah. yeah. The awful one? I, I don't know if there's a lady Predator in it, but it was really bad. It's the latest one that came out. It was a yeah. really bad movie. The only sequel to the first Predator that I actually liked was the one with Adrian Brody and... Predators. Predators. Yeah. That one I felt like felt like lived up this is the the only movie with an actual number in the title (laughs) (laughs) in the the predator franchise what's up i'm thinking about that movie who wasn't um who was in the ship that had crash landed on that planet oh uh uh lauren not lawrence Lawrence, was it lawrence yeah it's morpheus was it yeah okay yeah I like right. that movie. Yeah. That was a really good movie. But this one, I don't know, man. I just couldn't get into it. Like you said, I, I don't I didn't buy Glover. Is it Glover or Glover? Glover. Glover. I think he was the hardest sell of all the characters. In I felt like he was me. he needed Mel Gibson on his I, side. I, like I if never, this was like a lethal weapon, yeah. like kind of a wink and a nod, and like Mel Gibson was his partner, that would have been yeah, kind I, of fun. I, he needed to be teamed up with Gary Busey more. Yeah. <laughs> Danny, Danny Glover as a, as an action hero. It never really. He just seems so, yeah, he, I, he literally looks too old for this shit. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he looks haggard the entire time. And and what's funny is like, so this takes place during a heat wave, and originally it's supposed to be set in New York, like the comic book was, but they changed it to L.A. because of um, the the cost of filming in New York. Mm-hmm. And so, like in New York, it was supposed to be a heat wave, which the Predator always comes when it's like the hottest mm-hmm. of, of the season. And so in this movie. Everyone's got like the biggest sweat stains like under their arm and on their back. And it's just, it's gro- like every scene Danny Glover's like shimmering from sweat. It's yes. gross. Oh, yeah. Everybody looks gross in this movie. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Bill Paxton's in this. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he's the only actor to be able to claim that he was killed by a Terminator, a Predator, and an alien. Yeah, that's good. Aww, he good was killed for by him. an. Oh, that's right. Game over, man. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah. That's a cool little. He was the first ever Terminator kill as well. Yeah, that's right. He was the, the, he was the kid was, in, the, was, in, the, in, the, in the bar with the big hair, no, right? No. Wasn't that one? He was one of the. I think they were like. He was a street at, punk. At, yeah, it was, but it was in the beginning of the movie, not at the bar. That was Terminator 2. Oh, the bar was Terminator 2. Okay, yeah. my bad. Yeah, you're right. Um, I don't know, like awesomely bad. I don't know. Jude, you love this movie? I love it. Yeah. Tell us why you love it. Well, you already did. Okay. I couldn't get into it. I, I was trying really hard, but it was just more annoying than anything else. And when the predator- There's no killing what can't be killed. <laughs> <laughs> no stopping what can't be stopped. That's right. <laughs> the Jamaican drug lord. Well, funny. Every time I thought it couldn't get more ridiculous, it did. Yeah. You gave me this like voodoo guy with the bones and everything. <laughs> Oh, Let's bless consult you. the bones. It was so that ridiculous car and yeah. all of the wafts of is it wafts? They were hot the boxing. wafting smoke. The hot box. Hot box in the neck. Yes. <laughs> yes. He just, he just gets in every single scene. I was just like, yes. <laughs> you want me to follow you? No, man, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'll be okay with these gangster drug lords. Yeah, for sure. I got it. <laughs> They're all holding like Uzis and stuff. These are, these are my boys. <laughs> Just relax. It's okay. Oh, and, and like everyone has like these massive laser scopes on their handguns. Oh, yes. God, dude. The weaponry in this movie is ridiculous. It's so funny. Lasers. Yeah. Chuck's with Guns fashion. with freaking laser Lasers beams on, laser beams <laughs> on their heads. Uh, I mean, they rivaled the freaking Predator with his little laser beam thing. <laughs> they were all like. You know what's funny though is like the, the whole Jamaican voodoo posse gangs. Like they were actually like a real thing in New York City and kansas city in the late 80s and so like that was like the inspiration for this mm. it seems comical now but like mm. back then it was like an actual like legit thing because no one really understood what voodoo was yeah. or like you know uh, who rastafarians were and stuff like that <laughs> it was all new 
all new and scary. Yeah, I think my favorite part of this movie, though, I was just going to ask, is, let's do favorite moments. Is is the end? <laughs> no, I don't mean that. Like because it's over. I mean because at the very end, we get to go into the predator ship. Mm-hmm. We get to see the crew. We get to see twenty other predators come out and do the thing. And you know, and, and the boss predator hands him the gun from seventeen sixteen. Take it. You know, because he's you know <laughs> so he got a, he got an honorable kill. Yeah. You know and. It was awesome. You know, I remember when this movie came out, I was like, holy shit, it's, it's the Predator universe. We're going to have 20 more movies. Do you it's remember be like, awesome. like seeing the alien skull in the background? Yeah. And everyone was, was like, epic. alien is in the Predator yeah. universe? I was just going to ask you, was that something that they actually collaborated with Ridley Scott on? I, I believe that came from the comic book. Yeah, so like the comic book Alien vs. Predator had come mm-hmm. out and it was like super popular. And so when they were making this movie... Stan Winston's team just as a joke threw in like an, an alien skull. Mm-hmm. But then yeah. like once people saw that, they, they were like, Oh, we need to do alien it's, versus it's perfect. And, <laughs> and because this movie was basically like a financial failure, mm-hmm. the studio pivoted to, instead of doing like a predator seek like franchise, they were going to pivot to a aliens versus predator thing, but mm-hmm. there are all types of rights issues. Yeah. So it took them a really long time to, to get and it. You know, there was also uh, I believe a dinosaur like T-Rex skull in there. And was there? Yeah. I, think oh, so. I didn't notice that. That's and, awesome. Um, well, there's lots of cool little stuff in that trophy case. So did you know that the, the character that, um, Danny Glover plays in this movie. In the comic book, it was Dutch's brother. It was a New York cop. And so when the brother was investigating these like murders by the predator, he was also trying to figure out what happened to his brother. His brother had disappeared. How very next of kin with Patrick Swayze. Well, funny you should say that because originally Stephen Hopkins had cast Patrick Swayze in the role of Danny Glover. I love it. And, um, Patrick Swayze got injured on the set of uh, next on um, the set of uh, Roadhouse. Of and, course he did. And, and so like was that douchebag that fought him on the beach. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and so he. Had, I'm glad he ripped that guy's throat out. <laughs> and, and so Patrick Swayze had to drop out of this movie. Oh, oh this awesome. could have been so much mu- better. Yeah, okay, I, I would have been on board. It was already great, but if you put Patrick Swayze in it, Dude. oh shit! Well, how, how good would it have been, Patrick Swayze and Arnold Schwarzenegger? Oh my god! Oh, oh my god! The potential. We, we never got that, did we? No, no that would have been awesome. Did. God, that would have been so amazing. The, the only other person I could think maybe playing Danny Glover's role would maybe be Bruce Willis back then. Mm. That would have been kind of straight off a heart of Die Hard. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that too. What's also funny is that, so there's a really good documentary on the making of this movie. And at one point they're interviewing Gary Busey and Gary Busey's going into like his character's backstory where he's talking about how like, you know, he interviewed Dutch and, and Dutch was, had gotten like overexposed from radiation from the original explosion in the first movie. And so he was slowly dying and, and uh, his character had to pull out all the information from him and this interrogation and like all this other stuff. And when fans watched this stuff, they took that, that as canon as like, this is what really happened to Dutch. And then like uh, you talk to the directors and the producers and they're like, um, I, we think Gary just made that up. <laughs> it's just like Gary created this very elaborate backstory for his character in his head. It's so Gary. And, and so he was like just sharing it in all these interviews and everyone was like, yeah, no, we never settled on that. <laughs> that, that sounds good though. Yeah. It's a reasonable uh, assumption. Uh, I also want to point out that while we were watching this, um, so there's a scene where a Colombian drug dealer who's a rival to the Jamaican drug gang is having sex in his penthouse apartment. Oh, that's an and, epic and, scene. Yeah, there's this woman riding on top of him. Yeah. And, and uh, Jude had some very uh, fascinating things to say about that scene. <laughs> where where she, she was like, no one on top has ever been that into it. <laughs> <as> this woman. 
<laughs> she was bouncing all, she was bouncing all over the place. Oh huh? my god, she was having the best time ever. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's not girl. Bring it down a notch. <laughs> I can just see Stephen Hopkins there. It's just like give me more. Give me yeah. more. Yeah. Bounce, bounce, into it. bounce harder. Intense. More intense. Yeah. Ride him harder. <laughs> All right, so let's. Do, uh, we got Vader's favorite moment. Jude, do you have a favorite moment from this I movie? I mean, it, it was definitely the the bouncing on the dick uh, <laughs> moment because it was just so ridiculous. But I still, I was still like, she loves that dick. <laughs> That's your favorite moment? No, it's okay. not. It's not. <laughs> it is now. <laughs> Vader's like, I gotta go rewatch this movie. <laughs> I can I see the I can see the thumbnail already. Oh god! Jude likes the dick, <laughs> and it's a salty short coming to you soon. <laughs> Gold. Um, it's gonna get ten thousand views. I don't know if I could pick out one scene that was my favorite. I just I thoroughly was surprised and delighted that it was so ridiculous from start to finish. Mm. Like it didn't drop the ball for me at all. It was just all. Equally across the board, absurd and ridiculous. And I loved it. Right on. Uh, my favorite moment was the, I guess it would be the assault on the meat factory where they were wearing like the the clothes that would mock, you know, cloak them so that the predator yeah. couldn't see them when they all went in there and cold suits or whatever. Yeah. I, I think that was like the most predator thing that happened in this movie besides the hanging people from rafters <laughs> and stuff. Uh, I just, I really enjoyed that. And that was the only part that I kind of got sucked into like, oh man, what's going to happen? The rest of it was just way over the top for me i wonder if in the uh, original script the scene where gary Busey gets cut in half if that was schwarzenegger if that would have happened do you th- mm. they could, well, they well one of the reasons schwarzenegger hated the script is because his character the gary Busey character was a bad guy and so i'm guessing that that was probably in the original draft huh. and one of the reasons why schwarzenegger didn't like it because mm, he didn't want to die you don't do dutch like that no absolutely not. dutch deserves better uh kate is your favorite moment from this movie so um, I'd probably have to go with the opening action scene where basically the cops are bat are just in open warfare with this like like they're called the Scorpions. Um, they're, 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 they're like this Puerto Rican gang or something like that. And you have Discount Danny Trejo leading the charge. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, right. you, you know, and, and and it's funny because like he ends up on the roof and Danny Glover's like facing down with him, but um, the Predator's also there, and the Predator ends up like you know, showing himself and the guy like raises his guns to like shoot the predator and Danny Glover shoots him and he falls off the building and he lands on a picnic table in the parking lot and it doesn't break. (laughs) Like he's literally lying on top of this perfectly preserved picnic table with a, with a, flannel cover over <laughs> yeah. it and everything i remember watching that and, going, and, and it's not like oh. one of those sturdy like wooden ones with like the the x like you know base it's one of those like you because you it's can like see a walmart it, fold-out table yeah <laughs> you can see its sister right above it where it's got these like skinny legs on top <laughs> oh it's like one of those ones they break in the yeah yeah world in, the, re- in the wrestling on exactly the yeah, yeah. Okay. and and it's funny because like you see like you know his dead body on top of this this picnic table <laughs> down below and and it's just he, I, I could just picture Stephen Hopkins being like, just get on the table. We got to shoot this thing. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> it's too damn hot out here. Yeah. But uh, the, the opening action scene was just so ridiculous, and like people are like snorting cocaine and having like all these guns and stuff like that. And <laughs> it was just like it, it was such a over the top sequence that I, I couldn't help but but enjoy it. Yeah. That and also like the the King Willie moment mm. where we're like meets him in the alley. Yeah, we're we're basically you know he faces off with the predator and. And, you know, Predator just cuts to walking away with, like, his severed head, you know. Because the King Willie character was such a, 
over the top, interesting character yeah. for me. He had like a, a sword inside of his cane, right? And that's yeah. what he was fighting. Yeah, and his cane had like a white cobra head with yeah. like ruby eyes in yeah. it. Yeah. And and he kept like rolling bones to to like read the future. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great character. All right. Awesome. Let's Love do it. final thoughts on Predator Two. Vader. You suggest that people go check this out? Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Man, if you haven't seen this movie, get on it. It's a it's a it's a, this was the first time I've seen it. It's a classic right here, man. This is this is a great sequel to one of the best movies ever. <laughs> okay. I love Predator. You don't like Predator? I like the first one. And yeah. I like the Well this this movie fourth one? this I don't movie know, is just, Third one. it's Third absurdly one? good. It's so it's just fun. Okay. It's a great over the top blood, bloody gun cocaine snipping, <laughs> you know, voodoo crime lord <laughs> dudes. Gary Busey, Gary yeah. Busey, <laughs> Dick riding, <talk> chicks. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a, uh, yeah, it's everything you want in a, in an action movie. Okay. It's, it's what do you good. Rate I love it, it. Fair enough. Oh, I don't know. Um, three, three and a half. Okay. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. All right. Jude. Um, I agree with everything Vader said, except that I'm going to give it four out of five. Wow. Um, over exuberant dick rides. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like anytime you have to pause your murder to go do more coke. <laughs> yeah. That was amazing. It was awesome. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. Okay. Kadish. Um I, I think this movie kind of gets a bad rap. It's definitely a guilty pleasure because it's sure. it's not a well made movie. Like like the, the script's a mess. Um, but there's so much stuff in it that's like fun. Yeah. Um, just on a bad movie level, but also like as a predator fan, like this is where it all started to come apart. And, uh, also the, as a fan of the comic book that was based on, like, you can see like how they cherry pick good parts from the comic and put them in here and contrasted them with bad stuff that they just came up with on their own. Um, but it, it's such a, like a, a nineties, like, like this is like the epitome of a nineties movie, even though mm-hmm. technically it's an eighties movie. Um, it was an 80s movie that came out in the 90s, and I, I feel like it kind of set the stage for what we could expect from other 90s movies. Like, you know, you look at Time Cop and you compare it to something like this, and uh, you know, like th- there's just so many similarities in how would have, would have been a really fun time to be making movies. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> craziness. What, what, was, what movie was it that they didn't actually have prop cocaine? It was like real cocaine. <laughs> oh, was that, oh, that yeah. was the Crow. The Crow. Yeah, was, yeah that's right. Yeah. Um, Fire it up. Fire it up. <laughs> I feel like that's what happened on this movie. <laughs> it's quite possible, but um, like, like I just, this is definitely a guilty pleasure movie for me. I, I feel like it's very entertaining, even though it's not very good. Uh, so I, I definitely give it like three stars out of five. It's, it's a, it's a fun movie for me. Right on. Uh, yeah. And I'm sorry not to interrupt you, but I just think that it, it kind of goes to show like, even if you have a shitty movie, like you could do a lot with 35 million. <laughs> Especially in 1989. Yeah. yeah. That's a big budget, though. Wow. That's 1989 millions. That's a lot. Um, okay, so for me, I, this is I would classify this as a guilty pleasure. Uh, would I watch it again? Sure. Yeah, it's fun. It's stupid fun. But as far as like a movie goes, and a, a sequel to one of the greatest sci-fi movies ever, it's got to be like a two star for me. Two star movie, but guilty pleasure level. So I, I would suggest people go watch it just for the hell of it. Um, but I can't. I can't say it's a good movie. <laughs> I don't think it was a good movie at all. All right, that's our discussion for Predator 2. Uh, Stay tuned. We're going to jump into another Wolf Cop uh, right after a word from our sponsors. 
Welcome back, everybody. Hey, if you want to support the podcast, go to saltynerdstore.com. There you can get some awesome merch that uh, Matthew Cage and myself have been hard at work uh, making some designs. We've got Barbarian Space Viking. It's my shirt. You can't have one. But but buy one anyway. You know, it's okay. Vader doesn't want you to buy it because he wants to be the only one who has <laughs> it. My so shirt. Please don't buy it. Don't, Here, don't buy the Barbarian Space Viking shirt at saltynerdstore.com. Help support the podcast. Help us grow the brand. And, uh, you know, support some awesome swag. All right, guys, let's get into I know Jew's been looking forward to this for a very long time. Months. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk about the sequel to Wolf Cop called Another Wolf Cop. All right, Jude, hit us with the synopsis. I'm so excited. <laughs> All right, 2017, Wolf Cop 2, Another Wolf Cop. It is unrated with a runtime of one hour, 19 minutes, and a budget of $1 million. What? How much? One million dollars. That's it. Yeah. Well, three three million Canadian, right? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that legit? That's not the transfer. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. Uh, and, and continue. I'm, just don't interrupt me from now on. <laughs> 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 Had a budget of one million dollar. Um, I didn't get any box office on this. I don't know if it made anything. I, I, I got a box office. Oh, you do? Yeah. Tell me what's up in your box. Well, why don't you guess? Guys. Ooh, I get to guess? <laughs> yes. Okay. It's weird. <laughs> Very weird on that side of the table. <laughs> oh, it's fine when me and Vader do it. Yep. It's not okay when me and my own fiance do it. Yep. <laughs> right. Vader, do you want to guess what's in Matt's box? No. I do not. <laughs> How much did no, the no, movie no, make? Wanna, wait, no, no, wait, wait. I want to guess. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, one million dollars. Uh, I'm going to say two million dollars. I'm going to say it made a money. It's money back. One million. I'm going to say it made twelve dollars. Seven thousand two hundred eighty-five. Oh, I win. No. I win. That's Good so for sad. you, little film. <laughs> but but I mean, like that that was just in theaters. Yeah. Oh, okay. It doesn't count yeah, DVDs it'll, or it'll, theaters. It's probably already made its money. Yeah. Right? But I mean, you can't blame COVID on it because this came out a couple of years ago. <laughs> okay, but anyway, in this sequel to Wolf Cop, Lou has embraced his new life and is a vigilante crime fighter by the light of the moon, constantly getting in the new police chief's way and stealing her donuts. <laughs> Tina. <laughs> the new Dark Star Brewery is opening up and bringing jobs to town. Everyone is slamming cold cocks of chicken milk beer in celebration. <laughs> Unfortunately, the brewery is run by alien shifters. When Lou gets injured, his best friend Willie brings him to his to his his sister to Willie's sister. Um, his best friend Willie brings him to his sister to heal. She's a wear cat. They do moon rock cocaine and have gratuitous wear sex. When one of the deputies gets abducted by the alien by the evil alien shifters, the chief calls Lou in to infiltrate the hockey rink lair where all the players have been replaced by robots and all the hockey fans have drank alien shifter embryos in the beer. Lou must get his team together to stop the shifter babies from killing everyone and taking over. He's got a moon rock, a scythe, a pair of ice skates, and his best friends in only a few minutes because there's a bomb set to go off under the hockey rink. Slam a cold cock. Slam a cold cock. <laughs> Chicken milk. I'm going to slam it. A stout. <laughs> slam it. Slam it. Uh, Kevin Smith is in this. Oh, my he God. Kevin Smith mayor. is in this movie. Well, of course, I didn't know that. Of course he is. <laughs> That's it's what a I Canadian. Said. Like, I was like, I'm surprised he didn't make this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was probably his idea. <laughs> oh, God. Well, that it, was a, that it, was one it, of the. It was funny because, you know, Kevin Smith's from New Jersey, but he's like a honorary Canadian. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was actually out in Saskatchewan scouting possible locations for a movie that he was going to do. 
And when, um, you know, the, the filmmakers kind of found out he was in town, they were like, Hey, do you want to be in our movie? He was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> that's awesome. So, so that, that's how Kevin Smith came to be. You're, you're going to be the mayor. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Dude. Mayor Bubba. <laughs> <laughs> he was so good in it though. Like he just, oh, he, he so killed great. it. He, yeah. he was, he was Kevin Smith. In I know, but that's what they needed. Yeah. Like that's exactly what it needed yeah. to be. Especially since like the mayor was the bad guy in the first one. Yeah. <laughs> and like, yeah, he's so believable too. Yeah. Like as the mayor. He's still you wearing just, his hockey uniform. You totally, like, you totally believe like the mayor's just walking around in a hockey jersey. <laughs> yeah, Slamming cold he, cocks, he's got, giving them out to he's people. He's got like a headband on. He's like, this was totally worth leaving my Zumba class early for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the thing I love about another wolf cop is that like the first wolf cop kind of takes itself a little bit seriously. This one, they're just like, we're going to go full into the joke. Yeah. And, and they didn't take it seriously at all. And the, the opening scene where the wolf cop is taking out Santa's helpers and, and like a truck, <laughs> I don't know if you guys noticed, but the dad from Psycho Gorman uh-huh. is one of the, the goons that no in the back way. of the truck. Yeah. You know? Oh, wow. That's awesome. No, like I, I completely agree with you. The first movie took itself seriously. And I, I remember not liking that movie. Like it was funny and goofy, but I didn't really enjoy it. I, I think I compared it to the picking up a cigarette off of a Walmart parking lot and smoking it. That's what I, I felt dirty with the exploding wolf cop with the, I mean, the dick and everything. I was Wait, like, which makes a reappearance in this. Yeah. Movie. <laughs> oh, sure does. Um, and they, they pause on that for a while. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> but it wasn't bloody and exploding. Okay. But it was just a naturally hung eight inch wolf cock. Like, did you notice when, uh, the, in the, in the scene, he's sitting down and he has a Santa hat over his dick. Yeah. Cause he doesn't have pants on. And then he stands up and the Santa, <laughs> the Santa hat falls, falls off. off and the dick is like as long as my arm and yeah. it's pink, but kind of hairy. <laughs> it's, <gross. laughs> it's just kind of dangling there. And she's gross. like, put on some pants, Lou. You're going to poke somebody's and then, eye out. And then, then the next scene, he's like, um, he's human now. Yeah. He's not, uh, wolfed out anymore. And she's like, still can't stop. Like, Looking at it. Think, think about your dick. I'll never get that picture out of my head. And neither will I. <laughs> what about like when Willie has like that, that weird growth that looks like a penis with oh a Oh my gosh. Okay. Was that supposed to be a penis? No, no. no. It, okay. it, was, it, was, it was a baby alien shifter. Yeah, because when, yeah. when the scene, when they show it, like it was like an alien ripoff, right? Where it's like rolling yeah. around his yeah, chest. It's, it comes, it's almost like Watto from... Um, Oh, from, from Total Recall? From Total Recall, oh, where yeah. it, it, it comes out of his stomach, but it looks like a penis. It does look like a penis. With a mustache. And it's yeah. got a mustache and, like, yeah. eyebrows. Yeah. Yeah. Remember he was sharing his beer with him. And he's, like, smoking him out. <laughs> <laughs> and, it was- and he calls him Bad Willie. <laughs> Bad Willie. Yeah, we, we should point out that the character of Willie died in the first one because he was a shifter. But real the real Willie. Willie was, like, kept in this vat of goo that they were experimenting with Im- implanting <laughs> shifter alien babies into mm-hmm. and so they bring him back in this one <laughs> they don't really explain it but also you don't care he's in a coffin of goo and he <laughs> yeah. just comes out and he's and like where have i been he comes out <laughs> yeah. he's covered in goo and he's like lou is any this of this your- goo years <laughs> <laughs> okay willie makes this movie i love willie he's the best sidekick he, of all he, time he reminds me of the next door neighbor from office space yeah. oh yeah. 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 yeah 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 totally uh yeah i just i'm with katish on this like when they took it seriously in the first movie, I, I was just fun. It was goofy. It was like a weird off-brand B movie. This one, they went, they leaned into the joke, and it's so much better for it. Like this is by far the superior yeah. movie. You know, it's funny is so like when we did Wolf Cop for the, the show the first time, Jude and I watched that, and then the next day, like we were like kind of bored and we didn't have to watch anything <laughs> for the podcast, so we were like, should we watch like the sequel because it's out. And we were like, reluctantly, we were like, yeah, okay, let's check it out. And we ended up loving it. Yeah. Like, we, it was so much more fun than the yeah. first one. Yeah. 
like this is the, this is the Wolfcock scene right here that we're watching. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> the costumes are better. The characters feel more realized. Like everything yeah. about this this movie feels like they improved upon what was in the first one. So I, li- I, I give like, it props. I for like that. how they just keep him behind a chain link fence in, <laughs> in the cop station when it's yeah. on the full moon nights or whatever. But but oh, it's awesome. There, there's a lot of like so like in the first movie uh, you have liquor donuts, mm-hmm. uh, which is like the local donut store. But then you also have the the nudie magazine boobers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And uh, in this one, they introduced the the local strip club, which is called Club Fuck, but it's yeah. pronou- but it's yeah. spelled right? P H O Q U E is how it's spelled. Like, if you're watching this on YouTube, great. But if not, it won't make sense. But like when the when the robot comes in and the dancer walks up to him, she goes, "Welcome to Club Fuck." <laughs> <laughs> And I'm even the cops, the cops were like, there's a big massacre going on down there at Club Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I love how, like, in this one, when the cops are on the walkie-talkies, like, oh. whenever they answer, it's like, murmur, murmur, murmur. It's so, like, Charlie Brown. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, every, and, like, they they do that throughout the entire movie yeah. where, like, there could be, like, very violent, dramatic scenes going on. And, like, when they're, like, on the radio saying, like, we need backup down here. Yeah, they're, they're like, like, in the middle of a shootout, and all you hear coming out of the walkie-talkie is, and she's like, all right, copy that. <laughs> Vader, you've been pretty quiet. What did you think about the sequel? Um, I had a good time with this. It was fun. I, I don't know if I liked it as much as, like, say, Predator 2, like we just talked about, you mm-hmm. know. But uh, this is a little more B-movie level than I it's not really, really bag, enjoy. Huh? I'm not into, like, super, like, be low grade movies, but but no, but this this was fun and I had a great time with it. I, d- I didn't hate any movie we watched this week. It was they were all good. That was and, the surprise for me. Yeah, and uh, you know this is I, I love Wolf Cop. You know it's I didn't like it as much when I first watched it when we talked about it on the show, but it's actually kind of grown on me a little bit. I think if we talked about Wolf Cop now, I would probably give it a higher grade. Mm-hmm. And um, this one, like you said, they they took this one less seriously. It's just it's full on camp and it's got a lot of really stupid, bad jokes in it. And it's, you know, this is like the movie you don't want to bring your mom to. And so but you I, want all of your friends to see you, it. You absolutely want to watch all your friends to watch it and you don't want to drink and do, yeah. you know, whatever. A lot of drugs or something when you watch it. And, and, uh, yeah, it's can, just, can, uh, can we talk about the shifter sex scene? I just want to snort coke off the of a sh- wolf cop. The wolf shifter. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, this thing, it had a full on, he, he finds this, a, a, a wolf cop. A wolf girlfriend. This uh-huh. is Will, Willie's sister. No, it's it's a it's a cat. Yeah, it's, it's a, a were cat. So we have like a ten minute long uh, sex scene. Oh, it's <laughs> Lou, so Lou, gross. Lou, Lou banging a furry. It's it's gross. <laughs> like she's and got like, like six tits. Yeah, and like I'm, I'm, she's weared out, but he's like in his and, human yeah. form, and yeah. he's just he's like banging it. this were cat. And, and, and like he's going down on her. He brings his oh. face up. He's got oh. all this like, like <laughs> sticky stuff on his like, face, <laughs> like the slime on his face. But what oh, I what I appreciate about it, it goes on for so long. I literally thought they're they're saving money right now. On the on the runtime of this movie, <laughs> because they're giving us a ten long ten minute long sex scene between furry porno Lou and this and, Invader, and, you got uh, so much tits in this movie. Did oh, you God, love it? Oh uh, yeah, it was. <laughs> you got yeah. six and one girl, dude. When when we went to when we went to Club Fuck, I was like, <laughs> where did they get these chicks? <laughs> I mean, Canada, Canada. <laughs> they can do better, man. <laughs> that was. I'm, I mean, like, like in a small town, like that's the type of girls you'd expect at a strip club. 
Yeah, it was it was like back in my hometown, Oregon. You go yeah. to like the one strip club in town. I don't town. know. I've been in a small town strip club. Yeah. No, literally, literally <laughs> I, I went to I went to the we had one strip club. Well, two after a while, but one that was there for a long time. And you went in there with your friends, right? And there's like girls you went to high school with and shit in there. And you're, it's weird. It's extremely awkward. And it's just like, oh, uh, hey, how's it going? How's your mom? Yeah. <laughs> Doing things with your life. That's good. All right. Here's a dollar. <laughs> but one of the more, more interesting aspects about this is they introduce like, uh, like a little bit of mythos in, in this where basically if you have a moon rock, Oh um, it's it's oh, like man. it's like a cocaine for a a werewolf and it like enhances their healing and their abilities and their strength and stuff like that and so throughout the movie um basically we all know that the original wolf cop is a drunk and you know alcohol was like his spinach for popeye basically yeah. mm-hmm. and then they introduced this idea of the moon rock cocaine and then at the end of the movie, they combine the two where they take moonshine and introduce moon rock into it. And he drinks it and basically hulks out and like, like, like just like kills everyone in the hockey rink. It's so good. Yeah, that was really good. I like that moment. Uh, and the, the idea that like this lady that she meets, Kat, it's Willie's sister. Uh-huh. And she's like, oh, I know what you need. And she pulls out a rock and he's like, a rock? Really? She's like. This is a moon rock. And I'm like, oh, and then no. she, And then she like <laughs> she gets, grinds she it up. grinds some and he's like, oh, I don't I, th- I thought you said I'm not supposed to overdo it. She's like, it's not for you. <laughs> and like she does a little bit of the coke and like walks behind one yeah. of those <laughs> things that old timey people would dress behind. Yeah. And she just, old timey people. She, I don't know. <laughs> and she just starts like making weird wear noises. Yeah. And all of a sudden you see like the sleeve of her arm. Literally, oh, yeah, her, right. her human self. She's like slinging on top of the um, the old timey thing. <laughs> yeah, because in, in these movies, you molt your human skin yeah. when yeah. you transform into your that's, animal form. That's nasty. That's, that's that's where the exploding penis came from yeah. in the first yeah. movie. And I was like, that's too much. <laughs> <laughs> no, this movie was was crazy good time. I had a ton of fun watching it. It mm. wasn't anything I didn't like. Kevin Smith elevates it like he showed up he steals everything he steals everything he's in it was so funny we we need to talk about the the stomach goblins just for a second okay Okay. the alien ripoff the alien but these things they come out and they've got arms and the head (laughs) with teeth and everything and they start uh, so so basically all i'm picturing right is during this movie there's 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 somebody underneath everybody that's got one (laughs) of these stomach goblins with their hand up between their legs (laughs) and a puppet yeah so, you know, it, so was, the, it was funny. The storyline behind this is that we, we have a new villain, Sydney Swallows, um, <laughs> and he basically is a uh, evil space alien shapeshifter, just like the bad guys in the first one. And because of Earth's atmosphere, shifters aren't able to reproduce. And so he basically comes up with a concept to create a, a beer, um, chicken milk, um, which is kind of like the big thing in, in this movie where he he buys the Old Town Brewery and starts producing this chicken milk beer uh, in mass. And basically anyone who drinks this beer gets impregnated with a new um, shape-shifting alien. And the humans become incubators for these aliens until it comes to the point where the aliens are ready to come out. And this is how he plans to propagate his species. And Wolf Cop is the only one who can really stop him from doing this. And so that's basically the, the premise of the movie. And so everyone who's... And the, the slogan for chicken milk uh, beer is uh, slam, pound a cold cock. Yeah, slam a cold cock. Slam a cold cock. <laughs> and uh, so the entire movie, people are just drinking this this beer and like they're arguing over like whether it's beer or stout or like whatever. <laughs> and uh, and it's just like the, this this funny gag. And then at the end of the movie, 
when everyone goes to the premier hockey game, um, they um, start playing this music, which awakens the alien embryos that everyone's been drinking. And everyone in, in the hockey rink starts like giving birth to these shape-shifting aliens. <laughs> who, who was the organist? Organo. But no, but the actor, he looked familiar. Yeah, I don't know. He, he did really look familiar. like, um, I don't know, like he used to be Alice Cooper so, in a former life so, or something. So his, his name is Goen. He's a famous singer up in Canada. Ah. And uh, he has a song on both soundtracks uh, for, for the movies. Mm. Um, so the oh. original were, were Wolf Cop and this one. And they just tapped him to play the evil organist right. Organo. In this movie, he just reminded me of somebody that like maybe had like a little show on the strip or something down here. Oh, okay. Mm. At one point, but. he looks like Morrissey, I think. I don't know who that is, but um, uh, what was I going to say? He looks like he used to be a magician, or maybe yeah. he still is, but he like used to get a bunch of tail back in the day. <laughs> well, I, I, I love how like when, when Willie goes into his little booth to stop him with his gun, he's like, "Why aren't you wearing pants?" <laughs> and then the show again, he's just sitting there in his underwear. I was like, I can relate. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Don't, don't want to wear pants. None now. of us are wearing pants. Today. All right, <laughs> let's do final thoughts and give this movie a grade. Vader, starting with you. Uh, final thoughts? I don't really have any final thoughts. It's just it's a fun movie, and if you like Wolf Cop, you'll like this movie. Is this better or worse than Wolf Cop? Um, I think I like this a little better. Okay, yeah, it's 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 really over the top, cheesy. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just one of those. It's it's like we've been doing this whole show. It's 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 a so bad it's good kind of thing going on it's going to be one of those cult movies i was going to say do you think you're, you're, you're either going to love it or hate it in like 10 years yeah. you think this will be cult status i hope so because uh, yeah, i don't will. think that people know about i don't think enough people know about it but yeah. well, I, I want more people well, to know kevin about smith's it. in it and kevin smith yeah. brings a huge audience he'll give it a little bit of cred so, and, and yeah. more people like us need to do more podcasts about the show so yeah and, yeah. and you know what's funny is that the sequel for this basically once the producers saw the audience reaction to the first one they were like, we need to get a sequel to this in motion, yeah. like right away. And so they started work on the sequel immediately after the first movie was done, but they weren't able to get financing until like two years later. And so like, it took them about two years to get this thing yeah. off wow. the ground. I'd probably give this on, on the B movie scale, probably three How stars, you? three and a half stars, <laughs> about the same as my last pick. Okay. So yeah, I mean, these aren't really my kind of movies, so I can't give them like four or fives, but but they're good times and they're fun. So, you know, yeah, three, three and a half. Jude, Sorry, final Jude. thoughts? Give this, it a is, this is a five out of five cold cocks wow. for me. Wow. Um, I love this movie. This is not the first time I've watched this movie. <laughs> I tell as many people as possible to watch this movie. I want everyone to watch this movie. Like, you definitely watch the first one first so that you have an yeah. idea of, like, why. I think, I think it's necessary. Yeah. But the the second one, it, the the sequel is better than the first one. It's so much fun. <laughs> five out of five. Five out of five. That's I amazing. love this movie. Right on, uh, Kadish. All right. Uh, before I get to my final verdict, I just want to bring attention to one scene that we kind of glossed over. In the very first Wolf Cop, when he goes full wolf and he takes on this drug gang, there's a scene where he literally rips the face off of a oh, drug yeah. dealer. And uh, it's it's like full skull, like, like the guy's running around screaming because his face got ripped off. And in this movie, at the very end, um, he's getting out of the hospital. He just got a face transplant, and and as he's like leaving, and like he's gonna like redo his life, and you know he learned from his mistakes because he's like horribly he's disfigured. He's all scarred up yeah. though. Um, like he he starts walking to his car, and Wolf Cop immediately slams into him with his car, and his face comes off and like slams onto the windshield. <laughs> And I, I just thought it was just like a really funny callback to, to the uh, to the first movie. 
Um, and this movie's kind of full of, of things like that where it, it takes gags from the first movie and kind of expands upon them mm-hmm. in a really creative way. And all, all the characters in, in this film are also like a joy to watch, like Willie. Willie yeah. like our, oh, Willie is awesome. Yeah. yeah. Like in the in the first one, um, he want, Will, Willie wants to like videotape um, Lou turning into a wolf. So he's like, all right, get naked. And he gets, he gets all naked down to his underwear and he's like, take your gitch off. And it was just such a silly like thing that didn't really matter in the movie. But like in the second one, they're selling like wolf cop gitches and everybody has a gitch, a pair of like men's underwear and, um, at the, at the hockey rink and they're all like swinging them around like, like you would a towel at a game. Yeah. yeah and throwing them onto the rink. Yeah. Um, but also like the guy who owns liquors donuts, the, the old. Asian dude. Oh yeah, and and like, do, do you he, have the rights to all this merchandise? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's using Wolf Cop as his mascot. He's like selling Wolf Cop merchandise, and he's got like a mannequin out in front with like a, a bad wolf mask on, and just like little things like that are, are all throughout this movie, and it just makes it so enjoyable. I would definitely, I'm probably with Vader on this. I'd give it like you know three out of five furry sex scenes, um, but but like you know Wolf Cop actually gets like a nemesis in this movie with like the the mutant robot alien guy and. Uh, you know, uh, they kind of leave it open for another sequel and there's just so much cool stuff in this film that I really enjoyed. And it is much better than the first one, I think. And it's definitely something that I, I feel like people should, more people should watch. It's crazy how much better it is than the first one when they had the exact same budget. I think they just kind of realized what they were doing. Yeah. They kind of like, they were getting set up on the first one and they had their idea and they had their jokes, but then this one, they were like, no, we know what we're doing this time around. Let's make it go full tilt. And and the entire cast that came back were kind of like, yeah, like, you know, let's, let's lean into this. Cause like everyone who came back was just kind of like, okay, now we know what we're doing. Yeah. 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 So this is like, I never want them to change a single thing. Like if they make a third one or if it gets like a big blockbuster budget, like, don't change a thing. <laughs> movies, Bring back every single one of these people. Yep. Yeah. Movies like this don't get big blockbuster sure, budgets, uh, but maybe JJ Abrams will. Oh gosh. Shut, don't even say don't that. Ruin man. It. Don't ruin it. No, but like with, with Alex. Kevin Smith on board now, I think they have a potential to go a little bit farther. Well, I mean, but they killed him off. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, like, like a day. I know, but just like him being like involved maybe in the writing process or even in the directing process or just having him be able to promote the movie is going to, Bring a bigger they audience. They don't show his dead body. He could have survived. He could have survived. I think he's still in there when it explodes, though. I don't know. I, 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 I think that they need to bring in a new mayor in every movie. Oh. Yeah, that would be funny. funny. Like, like bring in Bill Burr as a, as a new mayor. <laughs> <laughs> Just start swearing at everybody. Uh, okay, so for me, final thoughts. Uh, great movie. Much, much more enjoyable than the first one, although I do think you have to watch the first one before you watch this one. Uh, I'd probably give it three and a half. Three and a half, maybe four. Four... If there was more Kevin Smith in it, it would be four because he only showed up for two scenes. You're such a shill. You're a shill. I know Kevin Kevin Smith Smith gets like a weird vibe these days (laughs) because he's like real shilly about, you know, nerd content. But did it make you cry? No, it didn't make me cry. The dude cries too much because he smokes (laughs) smokes too much weed. Um, No, I just uh, saved his life when he had his heart attack. I know. I know. Good for him, man. I'm super sorry. I love Kevin Smith, man. He's a cool guy. He's like the. He's the cool nerd that I always looked up to when I was a kid watching his movies like Clerks and stuff. So uh, him being in this movie definitely elevates it. So I give it three and a half stars for me. Definitely go check it out. All right, guys, that's our discussion of Another Wolf Cop. Uh, Hang on tight. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. 
Welcome back, everybody. Hey, real quick, if you're listening to this on Spotify and or Apple iTunes, don't forget we do this uh, on YouTube now. We have video for all four hosts, and it's awesome, and it's a lot of fun, and we're very proud of ourselves for being able to get that to you guys. Go to SaltyNerdVideo.com. That is our YouTube channel. There you can like and subscribe and get all of our content. Not only do you get the full podcast, though, but there's a lot of stuff that's not available on audio only. We do little side videos and and uh, we do blooper reels highlights all kinds of cool stuff and reactions trailer reactions yeah. too yeah so and, if you're uh, we also do a regular live stream yep saturday mornings right saturday at 10 mornings you guys get the barbarian space viking and matthew kadish do uh, saturday morning live streams Sa- on youtube saturday morning home gang home gang right <laughs> Right on. So that's saltynerdvideo.com. Like and subscribe and help us get to 1,000 subscribers that we can get monetized and we can, you know, feed off the the teat of YouTube. (laughs) And stop begging you for money. (laughs) YouTube has a teat? (laughs) It's got six of them. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Dude, you haven't even been drinking. I know. I'm just having fun. All right. Let's talk about the next movie on our list, Deathstalker 2. Go go for it, Jude. Oh, boy. <laughs> this is, I think this is my favorite week we've ever done. <laughs> Duel, Duel of the Titans. Deathstalker 2. <laughs> the music in this movie is freaking oh. legit. Oh, yeah. I love oh. it. All right, go ahead, Jude. Go it's ahead. It's recycled music from the last movie. <laughs> it's so much better, though. Listen, everything is recycled from the last movie. Oh, yeah. All of the sets, all of the everything. costumes, all of the weapons. <laughs> before, hold on. Before we the get into it. The only thing they yeah, yeah. didn't recycle was the main guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's this movie all about, Jude? Okay, 1987, Deathstalker 2. Rated R with a runtime of one hour, 25 minutes. Another Roger Corman classic. <laughs> Had a budget of $400,000. Wow, really? Wow. Um, I couldn't find the um, what this brought in either. Could it, you? It doesn't matter. <laughs> Every Roger Corman movie has made money. Well, yeah, because so. I know the first one, uh, it had a $457,000 budget and it made like $11 million. I assume it's roughly the same for this. Yeah, it'd probably be in that 5 to 10 range. Okay. <clears throat> so here's the synopsis. When your first name is Death and your last name is Stalker, what else can you be but a Death Stalker? In this sequel, Death Stalker finds himself on a new quest to save yet another princess. She's kind of a seer and extremely horny for Death Stalker. <laughs> she really she's, is. She's thirsty, isn't she? <laughs> but he's only got eyes for bitches who don't talk so much. <laughs> They have to fight their way to the castle where an evil wizard cast a spell making a succubus clone of the princess. She wears makeup and lingerie, but you wouldn't like her when she gets hungry. <laughs> Along the perilous journey, everyone tries to either kill Doc Deathstalker or get some of that Deathstalker dick. <laughs> they have run-ins with the gorgeous Amazonian with the gorgeous Amazonian women of wrestling, a death squad, a demon sorceress, and ultimately Gorgo. <laughs> You're ruining my I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, a demon sorceress and ultimately love when Deathstalker finally realizes Rena the Seer is actually kind of hot when she's not talking so much (laughs) okay so I just went through this whole movie going I know (laughs) rape and tits rape and tits We need more raping. Oh my god! This, this was there, way there, less. There was way less rape way in this one than the first one. one. Yeah. Okay. So I, I don't. I didn't really like the first one. It was way ridiculous. This one did the same thing that like Wolf Cop Two did, 
We it just, appreciate it, it. It leaned into the joke so hard that it was amazing. <laughs> like in the first ten minutes, Deathstalker, this like he's now like Han Solo, basically. Yeah, he's like yeah. barbarian Han Solo. Yeah, yeah. basically. He's, he walks he's in, the jock from Chopping Mall. One, <laughs> one of the first lines he says is like, you know, normally I wouldn't mind watching a woman get beat when she deserved it. And I'm like, oh, that's this type of movie. <laughs> I, like this movie s- starts off with a titular line where like the evil sorceress, uh, uh, what, what's her name? Um, Sultana. Yes. Sultana, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Sultana is, is, is like, you know, get me that princess. And Death Stalker 2. And then it goes to like the title screen. Death Stalker 2. Oh, yeah. The keyboard music was freaking synth music is amazing. They reused so much from the first movie, like that that big orgy battle in the first movie. You can see there are a couple of like takes, outtakes of that in this. The mud wrestling thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. And other stuff like the pigmen. There's just boobs everywhere. Boobs everywhere. And not just boobs, like full frame, only thing in the camera, and she's just like. <laughs> <laughs> so so and they're 80s tits, too, because they're oh, yeah. pointing in different like, directions. It's like this. <laughs> it's like they're naturals, man. Oh, my God. Yeah. Dude. And Pig Dude is oh, back. Oh, Pig Dude is back. Yeah. And the mud wrestling's back. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's so good. Everything. They like, like all the sets are back. Yeah. Like, like, did you notice? Like, It's the same exact castle, yeah. oh, only yeah. we got to go to a new castle. Yeah. Well, did, didn't you say that the, the first Death Stalker was, it had a little bit bigger budget or something because yeah. they had to make all the sets yeah. that they used for all of these. They made like 12 movies or they something. They saved so much sets, money right? making the yeah, sequel. Yeah, so basically Roger Corman made a deal with a number of producers in Argentina and the Argentinian government to do like a slate of like eight to 12 films right. in, in the country for like tax breaks and stuff. And so he spent um, some money building up a bunch of sets um, that they would use in all like eight to 12 movies. Mm-hmm. And this was actually the last movie that they shot um, under that Argentinian deal. Huh. And the director said that by the time they got to the sets, they were all like beat to shit and like, <laughs> like, like crumbling and stuff like that. That like they, they really had to like, you know, kind of improvise with a lot of stuff because the sets were like on their last legs. But, uh, but that they reuse I mean, so, so much stuff. I mean, so many people have been raped and pillaged against those sets. <laughs> yeah. is, is it any wonder? I had so much damn fun with this movie. It was a yeah. blast. Yeah, and was... I, you know, honestly, when I was watching it, I was like, why am I having so much fun with this? It, it, it shouldn't be this good. Like, I think this is probably the best one we did this week. It's so silly. It's so silly and over the top. And I was yeah. thinking about it, and I'm like, what other movie could I possibly compare this to to let the listeners know what they're in for when they go to watch it? I'm like... This it's, is like it's, Mel Brooks. Oh, it's awful. Robin Hood, awful the Men good. in Tights, almost. Uh-huh. Like it's it's almost way raunchier. There's way raunchier. There's at least three scenes in this movie between um, Deathstalker and the Princess, where their lines are so ridiculous oh my God. Uh-huh. that they literally start laughing and they cut. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. You notice and they that go, too? And they go to the next scene. Yeah. It's, it's funny. It's just like, Oh my God. Like they, she's, like, tr- she's constantly trying to bang this dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and he's co- constantly like, mm, I don't know. You talk, <laughs> you talk so much. I'm not into you. And like, there's a scene where he rescues her and she's like, how about now? And he's like, now it's not the time. And she's like, well, from the waist down, it kind of seems like it's the time. Oh my God. That's right. And yeah. then they both just start laughing. Remember when it fades to black, and you still hear the audio and she goes is that your sword or are you just happy to see me <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh my god rena <laughs> it's his sword he's not into you it's so ridiculous except he's into her when she's got big hair because yeah. the clone that the yeah. soon as she becomes a princess again yeah 
And actually, the clone of her, I mean, it's played by her. Yeah. yeah. And, like, he bangs that girl. Yeah. And it's funny because she walks in and she's all pissed off. And he's like, well, she looks like you. She's, yeah. like, she's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. He's, she's like, how could you? And he was like, I must have been swayed by her good looks. And she's like, oh, It's so ridiculous. Oh, and talk about gratuitous sex scenes. Like, the wolf cop had, like, the furry sex scene. Uh-huh. uh-huh. This was like straight up softcore porn. Oh, yeah. for sure. Boobs in the mouth, oh, everything. Yeah. 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 Like, he's sucking on that <laughs> nipple like he's trying to get milk out of it. Yeah, like great. for like a solid five minutes. Yeah. It was ridiculous. But yeah, that's like towards the end of the movie. You yeah. guys, we, we go. So <laughs> <laughs> they're traveling through the wilderness trying to get to the castle, right? Yeah, yeah. And they come upon the, the Amazonians. Okay, uh, yeah. We have to talk about the that. Gorgeous, we, uh, the gorgeous Amazonian women to, of wrestling. So, yes. <laughs> And that fight scene, the the gauntlet or whatever they yeah. call that, the, we we have to talk about. This that. was this was the moment where I felt like it went full Mel Brooks. Yeah, because it's a barbarian movie. It's set yeah. in like the far past. Uh-huh. Where there's castles and and pig people and all kinds of weird mythological stuff. You know, back when there were pig people. Back when there. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Jude. <laughs> um, I'm with you. <laughs> and like he gets captured by this smoking hot Amazon Amazonian chick, and she's got like this weird little like horse whip or whatever mm-hmm. that she keeps playing with. Um, and then she's like, "You're gonna wrestle our finest warrior. Uh, you're gonna have a fight to the death." Yeah. And they walk in, and there's literally a ring, like WWE yeah, oh, yeah. boxing ring, boxing yeah. ring, already set up in the woods somewhere. And I'm like, <laughs> "What is it's going the on?" Amazon. And then. And he's like, I can take any woman two hands tied by on my back. This is a joke. And they're like, you're going to fight Gorgo. And it's some like hot chick. And he's like, I got this. And then the Gorgo walks in. She's like some seven foot tall ginger. She was legit a (laughs) female wrestler. She was the gorgeous lady of wrestling. Yeah, from Glow. Oh, no way. Really? Oh, she's legit? She was. Yeah, she was a member of Glow. Do you know anything about her? I know you're a big fan of like wrestling stuff. I don't know a lot about the Glow girls. I didn't know she was a real wrestler. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that was amazing. It was funny. That whole fight scene. And it lasted 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. For for time filler. They had girls with with round cards working around. Yeah. Gorgo's name um, was um, Dee Boer. Boer? I don't know. That's her real name. But she was like the... She was known as Queen Kong in <laughs> in, in, uh, in Glow, and actually the, the production, um, in order to do like a lot of like the brawling scenes, like when they're in the bar and stuff like that, they actually um, tapped into the World Federation of Argentina wrestlers nice. to come in and and do like a lot of like the the physical stuff. Nice. And in fact, um, John uh, Terleski, who played Death you know, Deathstalker. Uh, first name death, last name stock. I love him. Um, He's so good at this he, movie. Like, like he was the one who actually choreographed a lot of his scenes. Like him and uh, Gorgo's fight. Like he came up with a lot of the the choreography for that, and uh, the sword fight at the end, uh, where basically he was fighting the the evil wizard uh, played by let's see here, John Lazar. Um, like if you watch that fight, like there are times where like Lazar swings at him and like misses his head by like an inch just <laughs> as he ducks. Yeah. And so like, uh, if you remember the, in the first death stalker, they couldn't afford prop swords. So they just got yeah. real swords. And so like they were actors fighting with real swords and you're watching, you know, the final fight, um, you know, in, in this movie between death stalker and the evil wizard. And you're just like, they could have like killed each other <laughs> going as hard as they were. That's one of my favorite things about this movie was the fight scenes. Like the, in the first death stalker, the fight scenes were just 
dumb. I mean, yeah, they, poor, poorly choreographed. Yeah, you, you can in one they, scene, they kill a girl by stabbing her, and there's no knife. <laughs> they just pretended to have a yeah, knife. That's in the first one. Yeah, yeah. And this one, like, I felt like they upped their game as yeah, far as there, there, there was a little bit of choreography. Yeah, in it was cool. I, like again, I'm going to compare it to uh, Robin Hood and the Men in Tights. Like that <laughs> sword fight scene at the end of that movie. Yeah, I feel like this is comparable to that. Like it was. It was a lot of fun, goofy, over the top, I, but it was still fun to watch. I had a lot of fun with this movie. You know, this, this, there was little stupid things in here like this movie, like when they were driving down the road and they come to the crossroads mm-hmm. and there's the signpost. It's just like riddles. And, then, and, it, and it's just like Samaria, <laughs> which is where Conan's from, you yeah. know, this way. And there's all those signs probably Didn't pointed they, to name, different – Ugh, they name dropped Conan the Barbarian in this one, right? Did they? I, I don't. I think I they didn't did. Know. That. They did. Where um, she was trying to tell him that he'd be more famous than Conan uh, <laughs> if if he did this quest, and he was like, "Oh, okay, I'm down." With that. <laughs> <laughs> right. And uh, you know, and just silly things like the one eyed guy who was, you know. Oh, stalking yeah. Deathstalker. And oh, and he has, and he he has, has like his, a regular eye under yeah. his patch. And, and he has this gang of cutthroats and thieves <laughs> that, that that he introduces. They spend like a good 10 minutes introducing them. And, they're, and, and then they're in the movie for like two minutes. But they're, and, and the last one bows. is a midget. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. But their their names are all like these awesome, like this is like uh, freaking Gorgo, or not Gorgo, but whatever, yeah. of, of such and such who is famed for strangling yeah. his, his victims. The entire village with one arm behind his back. <laughs> the mad Russian. Yeah. 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 Just, and, and then it gets to the very end, and it's just like the, this dwarf who's like drinking beer. <laughs> he blows up. Yeah, he does. There's yeah, a scene yeah. where he explodes. They're, they're chasing down Deathstalker, and they're shooting bow and arrows with like little cannonballs on them, and they blow up in these huge pyrotechnic, like they must have spent all their budget on that. And uh, the, the dwarf is the only one left that's not dead. And he shoots it. And Deathstalker, like, throws it back at him. And it blows up. And then the next scene is just a pair of little shoes with smoke coming out of them. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, my God. This movie is fantastic. Did you notice? The thing The thing that gets me about this movie is just, like, the ridiculousness of, like, this troop of assassins starts off at the castle. Mm-hmm. And, like, the wizard sends them out. And you got to hunt down Deathstalker on his way to the castle. So then they get to Deathstalker, like, immediately. And then they come back to the castle and report. And they keep doing this back and forth <laughs> thing. Meanwhile, Deathstalker's just been on his way to the castle this entire time. Like, these guys have gone back and forth, like, seven times. It's a shorter <laughs> trip every time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and what's funny is, like, a lot of these sets, like, so do you guys remember the witch's hut in the first one? Yeah. Yes. Where he goes and, and basically that general steals, like, the, the magic uh, thing from the witch. That's the hut that this Death Stalker and um, the princess hide out in in this movie. It's just, like, like they don't explain where it is or who created it or anything yeah, like that. It's yeah, just and there. They, and they don't have to. They don't have to. Yeah. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, but it's kind of funny because, like, every Deathstalker movie has a different actor playing Deathstalker in it. It's almost like a James Bond type yeah, thing mm-hmm. where they just replace the main character with a different actor. And depending on the actor, the character of Deathstalker is different. So, like, the first one, he was much more Conan. You know, he's and, very rapey. Yeah, yeah, and and in this one, like he he's more like Han Solo ish. He's very charismatic in this. Yes, he's yes. awesome. He's, he's so much fun. He's got uh-huh. his feathered hair. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the uh, the interesting thing about these movies is that there's very little continuity between them. Like, in, like I was pointing out to Jude in the first movie, he had this magic sword where whenever he he had the sword in his possession, he couldn't be killed. Right. And he spent the entire movie trying to track down these three different magical relics. And in this movie, he's wielding the exact same prop sword that he had in the first one, which is the magic sword. They never mention like, you know, like <laughs> no it's magic, magic Don't worry, I can't like be that. killed. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was a one scene that really made me laugh was um, the bad guy in this movie is legit, like 
fun villain. Oh yeah. He's awesome. Uh-huh. He's so like snarky and like over arrogant. I, I love it. I think he nailed the, the part, <laughs> but there was a scene where he was, he was talking to the guy with the eye patch over like the, the magical mirror through the pond thing. And uh, he was got he got pissed off because he couldn't stop Deathstalker, so he stabbed his sword into the pot that he was looking into, and then the sword came out of the pond that the other guy was looking into <laughs> and stabbed him in the neck and killed him. Nice. And I'm like, this is just gold. It's just <laughs> yeah. so good. So good. Yeah. And and then they had like that whole scene where Deathstalker fights an army of zombies. Oh god. Oh yeah, I forgot about the zombies in, in the in the two dollar cemetery. Amazing. Yeah, that was great. It was so. It was like, and then we, at, at one point, Deathstalker kills the sorcerer demon, demon princess, sorceress lady. Oh yeah. yeah. And then the the evil sorcerer is just like, nah, I'm just I'm just gonna bring her back, no problem. <laughs> and then they bring her back through rape. And, yeah, immediately. <laughs> there, yeah, there's like a strobe light going, and they're just like, they're just like all over her boobs. Strobe light boobs. Yeah. There's like yeah, strobe light and just like groping boobs. Yeah. And she's just like writhing and coming back to life. <laughs> so good. And then they show her again, like um later on she like comes and surprises Deathstalker and he's like, Hey, didn't I kill you? <laughs> <laughs> it just it it just doesn't I can't talk. I know there are no words. There are yeah, no there words. There really isn't. It's it's so, so good. Yeah. It's, it's just so good. It lives it, it's it's so much better than the first one. The, the the script must have been four pages long. Oh well, well let's talk about the script for a second. You have information on the script? I, I, I do, yes. Oh my god, this is um, gonna be amazing. So the guy who directed this film, his name's Jim Wynorski, and he was one of Roger Corman's go to directors. He, he like he directed like upwards of 150 films for Roger Corman and like he was doing like three to five films a year as a director, which is like crazy. But um, Jude, do you recognize the name Jim Wynorski? I don't. So he was the director and writer of Chopping Mall. Oh, oh there we go. And, 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 and so the, the, uh, you know, the, the guy who starred in this movie uh, was name, the gum chewing jock from yeah, Chopping Mall. John Terleski was, was in Chopping Mall and so Wynorski, when, when he got hired to come in and, and do this movie, he basically brought in um, that guy um, because he, he was friends with him from Chopping Mall. But oddly enough, so the character who played Sultana, Tony Naples, he, she was Jim Wynorski's ex-girlfriend. And at the time, Monique Gabrielle, who plays Rena the seer and, and the princess, uh, she was his current girlfriend. So he just cast these two girls that he was <laughs> sleeping with in in the movie nice <laughs> that's dangerous <laughs> i don't think it was cared. the 80s <laughs> yeah they didn't seem to mind um so like basically like he came in and uh and the original script was much more of a conan ripoff and uh he was reading the script and he was like man th- th- this is terrible i could do better <laughs> than this and so uh him and uh Terleski basically got together and every night they would write out the scenes for the next day and then they would just show up on set and like do those scenes that they wrote. So they kind of wrote the movie as they went along. They'd be like, oh, it'd be cool if we had like a zombie apocalypse right here and, and stuff like that. And, and, and so like this movie. Was, I really want to showcase my zombie fighting skills. Yeah, Can so, we write a scene for that? So, so this movie was basically written uh, by John Terleski and Jim Wynorski. That's amazing. Uh, the, the duo behind the classic Chopping Mall. So I, I, it's no wonder why you like this movie yeah. so uh-huh. much. Because yeah. Chopping Mall is one of your faves. All right, so let's do final thoughts. Uh, Jude, final thoughts on Deathstalker 2. Oh, gosh. 
how do I sum it up in some final thoughts? Five out of five? <laughs> no, um, I actually, this is like a four out of five for me. Okay. Like it's glorious and I love it, but it, it, it's not, uh, it's not in the neck of the woods that Wolf Cop is for me. Okay. Um, but I love it and I just think it's so campy. This is just like, I don't know if anybody who listens remembers this, but like, you know, there used to be like back in the, I want to say it was like the nine, it had to have been the nineties. There was this, just this like USA up all night with Rhonda Shear. And I was obsessed with her. I wanted to be Rhonda Shear. And she was just this like sexy woman in lingerie and she would host these late night movies. And every weekend I would try and stay up as late as I could so I can watch these campy, cheesy movies. And this is exactly like something that they would play during um, USA up all night. And it's, uh, for me, this is just like a staple of like things that I would watch when I was, um, growing up, you know, it's probably like a, like a, I don't know, a teenager or a 13 year old girl or something. And this is a, this is one of the movies that made Jude. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Oh man. When I was 13, I just wanted to be like a, a grown up in lingerie. (laughs) (laughs) With swords and. (laughs) Going after barbarians. Did you guys notice that at the end of of the movie when, uh, the, the doppelganger princess um, played by Monique Gabrielle. Like she's hunting herself basically. Yeah. And the evil version of her is wearing the boob stalker uh, bra from the first movie. You remember where <laughs> it's it, it, everything. It's just the pasties. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it, it's basically just like, like dental floss with like little pasties. On yeah. It. You know, uh, you're I, not supposed to share underwear. I hope they washed them. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, it, it, it was so funny. Like how cheap this was. Like her crystal ball was just one of those, like crystal doorknobs uh-huh. that they got at like Home Depot or something like that. At the very end of the movie where he's like, you don't need this anymore. And he throws it. And then somebody in the background goes, ow. <laughs> it, it literally hits someone. They're like, oh, my eye. <laughs> this is so stupid. All right, Vader, final thoughts on Death Stalker 2. Oh, I, I can't even talk about this movie, dude. It's, it's just, it's so bad, but it's so good at the same time. Yeah. It's just, it's just fun. It's a, it's a cheap barbarian, boob-filled, rapey jaunt through fun. You know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't it's know. It's a rapey whether, little jaunt. Yes, I, I, <laughs> there's really not that much rape in it. You imagine that being on the VHS yeah. cover? It's a not, rapey. Not as rapey. <laughs> not that's not, going on Instagram. Not as rapey as Beast Stalker or Death Stalker One. Yeah, there we go. Sometimes I think you guys only have me on this show so that you can make fun of rape so much. <laughs> if, you, if there's like a girl laughing Present, too, then, yeah. yeah, oh, we're safe. Rape and midgets. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So uh this is a solid four. I love this movie. So it's good. <laughs> Boobs, rape, and And I'm under the five trifecta. <laughs> Two thumbs up. I'm under five foot, so uh Vader can say that. <laughs> uh, made me cry. That's the title of the show. Boobs, rape, and midgets. <laughs> covering uh, covering yeah. all the bases. Kiddish. Final thoughts. So, yeah, like this isn't a good movie, but it is a fun movie, um, it, especially like if if you're in on the joke, like if you've seen the first one and you kind of know this is just an exploitation film, but it, it's it's one that knows what it is. And yeah, you don't go into these thinking you're going to have a good movie in front of you. Yeah, and the acting from the princess girl is so bad. Like there, there were times where I turned to Jude because she did a lot of eye acting in this movie where like she'd use her eyes. And uh, and she was just so bad. She was so <laughs> terrible. I think I think she was a Playboy playmate or something like that. Oh, she went on to do a lot of Pinhouse almost after porn? dark. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
but but you know what's funny is that so like there's a scene where she like eats like a sacrificial guy that they bring into her like the, the two pig barbarians oh, yeah that's her. right yeah and if if you notice that the actor who was that guy was the same one that the wizard in the first one was like carving pieces off and giving to that monster in his oh, really? that, that like that like never played uh, a role in the movie um but it was it was the same ex, it was the same extra he was probably a part of the crew yeah the, the poor sacrifice the guy cat, he's a catering table guy or something yeah. oh man yeah but um th- this movie like if i were to watch it alone i probably wouldn't enjoy it all that much but because like i watched it with jude and we were kind of like making comments throughout it and, and laughing at like how ridiculous it was it's a fun movie to watch if you're like drinking and like you're with friends and stuff like that. So I definitely give it like, you know, I don't know, three boobs, rapes and midgets out of five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I would say, um, if you're, if you're going to watch this movie, go in knowing that you're getting something of like a, a poor man's Mel, Mel Brooks. Yeah. I, don't I, expect it to make sense. No, it, it's just a goofy fun time. Watch it with some friends while you're drinking. Have a good, have a good yeah, laugh. If you it. like chopping mall, then you'll like this. And movie. I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I'd probably give it like a, on the entertainment level, just like a, a three, solid three, good, strong three, just for having fun and, and being goofy. Uh, if you're looking for that kind of movie. Uh, yeah. Okay. That's it. That's our discussion for death stalker two. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Um, don't forget to like and subscribe. <laughs> you know, you know what to do. It's on YouTube. And uh, if you're listening to this podcast on uh, Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast, don't forget to leave us a five-star review. We'd really appreciate it. And uh, leave your leave your comments, your likes, all that stuff down below if you're watching on YouTube. Hit, that, hit, that hit thumbs the up thumbs up button. Comment is a big thing now, I guess, with the algorithm. So make sure you comment. Let us know what you think of these movies. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, before we get out of here, where can we find everybody on the social, starting with the Barbarian Space Fight? Starting with me? Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, you can find me at MattVader74 on uh, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. That's me. Yes. Right on. <laughs> Jude, where can they find you at? You can, you can find me at I am Jude Juju on Instagram and Twitter and on TikTok. Right on. Yeah, that's right. We both have TikToks now. All right. And uh, last but not least, Matthew Kadish, where can they find you at? Uh, you can find me at Matthew Kadish, K-A-D-I-S-H on Twitter and uh, KadishBooks.com if you want to check out my Amazon page. All right. And I am your host, the Salty Nerd. You can catch me on Twitter at Salty underscore Nerd and uh, hang out and talk about movies. Thanks for joining us. Stay salty, my friends. Stay salty, my friends.